We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the revamped version of the Rotowire College Football Podcast. Nick Whalen here, as always, with John McKechnie. Uh, we wanted to keep this podcast alive this season, so what we're going to do is we're going to tack on a college football betting segment at the end uh, of our newest podcast, a partnership with BetMGM. We have the Rotowire Sports Betting Podcast, again, presented by BetMGM. That'll be airing every Friday afternoon. Uh, we will then clip off the college football segment of that podcast. We'll throw it in this feed make sure you're getting an episode each week. It's going to be a little bit shorter than we've done in recent years, but should still be that same great betting content that you guys love from John McKechnie. So hope you guys stick with us this season. We're looking forward to it. And without further ado, here's a preview of week two. Look out. Rondé. He needs 23. He's across the 40. Open up the history book. Here comes Rondé. What kind of mythical powers does a Sun Devil have? We've got to consider that. It's embarrassing, but we are who we are. We're not a very good team, but we're 3-1 and one somehow. And we got all the voters fooled, thinking we're pretty good. Jaworski Lane at 275 pounds showed a heck of a lot of athletic ability. All right, we're going to talk some college football. Again, uh, make sure you're using... BetMGM app, BetMGM.com, browse the odds, place some bets, make sure you're using our promo code BETROTO, that's BETROTO, B-E-T-R-O-T-O. Jonathan, week one, college football, ton of action, all last weekend, we had games seemingly every single night for like five straight nights, uh, a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a letdown week in week two, but you know, kind of kind of let the schedule breathe a little yeah. bit. Um First of all, any you know any quick reactions from week one, um, and once we move on from that, uh, I want to get into you know some of your leans for week two. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming coming out, I, I thought that uh, I was very excited to see the backyard brawl back. Uh, I love a good regional rivalry, and when one gets frozen for for like over a decade, the way that Pitt West Virginia did, uh, seeing it come back on that Thursday night, kind of having the the stage to itself was, was a lot of fun. But you know, beyond that. Um, I think we see a clear separation between the top three teams in college football and and everybody else. I, I don't think that there's really um, a case to say otherwise or, the, or that the number four team is close to the number three team or the two team, uh, however you want to slice it. Uh, you know, Alabama looked just as dominant as ever. I mean, they pitch a shutout and also hang 55 uh, on a Utah State team that was good last year and had its quarterback back, everything like that. Georgia doing something that, 
other than Ohio State against Michigan State last year, basically hasn't been done between ranked teams or at least between Power 5 teams scoring a touchdown on their first seven possessions. Uh, Just ridiculous efficiency on Georgia's offense. So if the offense can kind of catch up to where that defense was a year ago, smooth over some of those losses uh, that they had on the defensive side of the ball, then, you know, Georgia's going to be a lot to contend with as well. Um, And then Ohio State winning a slugfest. I thought that was good for them. I think Clemson is clearly a step behind uh, those type of teams. I think the Clemson defense is phenomenal. I think the offense is going to be what what drags them down unless uh, Cade Klubnick ends up being the dude there. But, uh, you know, that's a, a difficult political uh, decision that that, that Dabo is going to have to make. We he, he hasn't always done that correctly as far as his quarterback management and, you know, pulling the player, uh, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off for when it's time for the next man up to, to really take it on. Did it well with Trevor Lawrence. Didn't do it so well with, with Deshaun Watson. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out with DJU um, and, and Klubnik. And then I think uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, but is Florida back? I don't think Florida's back. Uh, and quick shout out to Kelly Bryant, by the way, uh, a casualty of that Clemson quarterback carousel for a while there. But no, I, I don't think Florida's back quite yet. I, I think we've we've jumped the gun on teams like Florida, uh, including Florida, I should say, uh, being back a, a number of times over the last few years. So no, I'm not quite ready to go there. Uh, they, they certainly look good against a very, very good Utah team. Um, you know, it, 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 that was one of the most fun games to watch. I, I love Anthony Richardson. Uh, no complaints about that. Um, but you got, you got to do it for, you, you have to at least do it for one season before you're back. I don't, I don't think one game can completely resurrect you at this point. I think we've had that conversation about teams like Texas and USC so many times. And in fact, they have never been back uh, to date. Um, so I, I, I'm skeptical to get there with Florida, but monster, monster win for the Gators to begin the year. Huge. Uh, you know, as someone who uh, definitely bandied about the idea of U- playoff team Utah, uh, that that was a kick to the pants. And uh, I'm not the biggest Florida guy in the world, but, you know, I, you know, you got to call it what it is. It's an impressive win is. for Florida. Um, you know, Billy Napier first game, you know, pretty, pretty good as far as uh, Florida goes. But those are. Those are the main takeaways. Uh, LSU going to be pretty far away from you know that that 2019 type of uh, dominance. Well, we'll see what happens. I think Brian Kelly, like nobody likes Brian Kelly. I think people are are a little bit too ready to like pile on him, no matter like what. So I don't know. We'll see what what comes of his uh, tenure uh, down there on the Bayou. Always felt like a weird fit to to begin with, but um, obviously it couldn't have gotten off to a much rougher start than playing the way that they did then having a chance and then blowing it and then having like all the special teams things that that also fueled you know second guessing whether they should have kicked the extra point in the first place my goodness um so yeah that that game was oh my god for for that, a sunday night standalone just i mean I, I loved how bad and strange that game was all right so let's look at week two like i said we, we don't have quite as many bangers on the schedule this week Uh, Alabama, Texas, I think in terms of the programs involved is the very, very clear headliner. But I think there's a feeling that this could be this week's version of Ohio State, Oregon, right, where you you got Alabama going on the road to DKR in Austin as 20 point favorites uh, against Quinn Ewers and the Longhorns. So we'll we'll start there and, you know, we'll kind of matriculate our way maybe to some games that we think might be a little closer. I think Alabama covers very comfortably. Um, I, I think that this this is the type of loss uh, 
that makes everyone question Steve Sarkeesian in that hire. I think it's the type of loss that uh, makes whoever is signed at Texas maybe think twice about it. Although with NIL now and and everything that goes into into recruiting in that sense, maybe the bag is still too good in Austin to to pass up, even if uh, you know that the product on the field is a little bit less than what it should be. And I think it could also even like, you know, stir some doubts in as to why like Quinn Ewers was rated as like the best uh, high school quarterback ever dating back to like Vince Young. I mean, I think that this is going to be really a brutal uh, loss for Texas and that it's going to be at home. It's going to be like, you know, that that big noon kickoff, everything like that. I think, you know, Sark having worked for for Saban too. Saban's going to like really kind of take it to him. And and I think that Alabama has the horses to do exactly that. I think Bryce Young is just on another level. I think you also have a couple offensive linemen, freshman offensive linemen for Texas trying to hold up against Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. Like yours might get sacked seven, eight times in, in this game. I think it, it could be a romping. I think it could be something like Bama pushing 50. And I think Texas staying under 20. Yeah, it, it kind of has that feel, and you know, you said it at the top of this segment. Um, you know, the, the the biggest thing that it feels like continues to happen year after year is this further separation from the top three or four teams and everybody else. You know, it, it's jarring to see you know a three versus seven matchup, and you know, it's a forty-five point differential. But that's kind of where we are, you know, in terms of how the recruiting has fallen the last few years. So I'm with you on that. I, I'm certainly, I, I'm certainly no, not one to go against Alabama in these situations, especially with Saban, you know, going against uh, one of his former uh, assistant coaches that never seems to end well. Uh, what other lines pique your interest this week? Um, so we, we do have a couple other interesting ones. Uh, Wake versus Vandy, I think it is where this will be maybe the only time this year, you know, there's only going to be a handful other times where a line jumps the way that it did. But with Sam Hartman got cleared on Tuesday afternoon, this game went from, you know, Van, uh, Wake Forest minus seven to now like, minus 13 and a half. That's a huge, huge difference. The the type of difference in a point spread that can only be made uh, by a quarterback, either, you know, going out or coming back. Vanderbilt obviously been a pretty nice story. I think that, um, you know, that they go out, they trounce Hawaii the the first week of the season that they kind of get their own spotlight during that. They took care of business against Elon uh, last weekend. That's a really good Elon team. I mean, yeah, it's in a, a beautiful school to boot, but uh, you know, we're we're looking at a, at a Wake Forest team that I think is going to come in there, and you know, I think two touchdowns is about right. But uh, if if Vanderbilt stays within that number, then all of a sudden, you know, Vanderbilt kind of slowly maybe takes that first step towards being something other than a complete doormat uh, in the SEC East. So we'll have to see there, um, and then UT uh, Tennessee. Uh, Versus Pitt, I really like this matchup. I, I think that they, they two are they're two kind of like you know Spider Man memes of each other in in a little ways within the SEC and the, and the ACC. Although Pitt obviously had a bit more recent success than Tennessee has, but um, Tennessee on the road giving six, I still like them. I'm I'm really in on this Tennessee team. I think that the experience that they have, the offense that they run, um, it's going to be tough for Pittsburgh to stop. And I think on the other side. It's important to note that I'm very skeptical of Keaton Slovis. Um, I, I just don't think that he's going to end up being the guy uh, that they hoped he was going to be coming coming over from USC. And then your late night uh, snack, 
BYU versus Baylor, those are two really, really good teams going at it. BYU three-point favorites at home. We're going to have to see if BYU can get healthy at the receiver position. Puka Nakua, a little bit banged up. Gunnar Romney missed the game last weekend. If one or both of those guys are in action, uh, this is a really nice test to see if Baylor is going to be up to that caliber that we saw a year ago when they won the Big 12, and it's going to be on the road too. Yeah, kind of, kind of a strange matchup there, Baylor and BYU uh, in, mm-hmm. as an early season matchup. We get we get USC-Stanford in that late window. That'll be the ABC game. We're going to have Arizona State and Oklahoma State as well. Um, any, any interest in any of those Pac-12 games at the end of the at the end of the night i mean obviously that you know oklahoma state uh not a pac-12 team but that, that one will be uh, at their home field they're minus 12 and a half over arizona state and you know usc not not a massive favorite over stanford stanford's always where the traps come right you know like last year oregon um some people sniffed that out early it was pretty impressive that you know people would say that Stanford is going to be the one that that beat that Oregon team that that happened to beat Ohio State. It's like, oh, wow, how how did you find that one? But you know they did. Um, but I think USC goes into goes into the farm and and takes care of business. I think that that's a double digit win for them. Stanford might be tough and everything, and that they've got the good ground game, good quarterback. But I, I think that there's just too much on that USC side. So really like USC there. Arizona State, obviously, they, they just took on an FCS opponent uh, last week, whereas Oklahoma State played a you know decent Central Michigan team, and and you know they mostly put them away, and then Central started to storm back just a little bit, made the score respectable. But I, I think that this is a, a pretty good Oklahoma State team versus a probably not very good at the end of the day Arizona State team. So uh, the, the line reflects that, and I'm still willing to, to back the favorite here. I think that Oklahoma State – um, goes ahead and wins this one by by closer to two touchdowns. So I like them, but that that actually yeah, does stand out to me as one of the more fun games on Saturday. We don't get a ton of cross conference Power Five matchups this week, but that's one of them. And you know, we'll, we'll take it where we can get it. My man, looking forward to week two of the college football season, and of course, very very much looking forward to week one of the NFL season. Uh, keep listening with us all throughout the NFL season. We will be coming to you weekly every single Friday afternoon. Uh, again, make sure you're using betmgm.com or the BetMGM app. And our promo code is BETROTO, B-E-T-R-O-T-O. We'll be back next week. Looking forward to a fun weekend of football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.